everybody. Welcome to Bottom Line with Bob and Kendall Ehrlich. It's another potpourri episode because there's so much out there, it just makes your head explode. <laughs> Particularly yours. Oh, couldn't take it this week. But I had to first, turn the news off at several times. But first... This is original, unconventional, and inconvenient. That's for sure. That is for sure. Ten days, and it will be live on Amazon, pre-sale on Amazon at this point. A uh, lot of interest. We've already done a bunch of events. We'll probably end up doing 50, 60 events up and down the East Coast, a little bit in the Midwest. We'll be going to Florida shortly. Great. Great analysis for, of yeah. the Trump era. And you'll be with me at one of those book signings That's in, right. in Florida, I know. So I think you'll enjoy it. Everyone will enjoy it, which leads us into the Potpourri Show, one of our favorite show formats. And we have a lot to talk about this week, babe. So first... Small infrastructure, I use small in quotes, $1.2 trillion we don't have. We use the term infrastructure lightly, although this is the bill, the first bill, the quote-unquote smaller bill that actually has infrastructure in it. It passed the House with 13 Republicans in support. A lot of the Republican base is upset by this vote. Uh, we are veterans in politics. All politics is local, the old cliche. A number of the Republican votes were Northeast votes. They were bring the bacon home votes. They were aging infrastructure in the Northeast votes. They were uh, folks who were fairly unapologetic about how they voted and why they voted. Also some Republican moderates in that crew. It did politically, putting aside the substance of the bill, it did in the short term provide a quote-unquote political victory for President Biden, the Democratic majority, and his administration, particularly on the heels of Virginia and New Jersey. A lot of folks on the partisan side of the GOP did not appreciate it, but in any event, it occurred. We've seen this in the past. Infrastructure, at least to the extent there was some infrastructure in it, is needed. By definition, it's almost a bipartisan, non-philosophical uh, subject because it's just infrastructure. It's roads, bridges, highways, traditional infrastructure being very popular. In this case, also uh, a number of goodies from the Democratic uh, store. A victory for the Biden administration. I, uh, I am one of those people that is not happy with the 13 Republicans, and I think many people feel that. I think this uh, bill, again, is way too much money, too many Democratic goodies, and not enough just straight infrastructure. People want to know what's in these bills. Once again, we're passing a bill and then finding out what's in it. And I think people resent that. They really resent it. They're tired of it. Obamacare, this bill, the other bill, filled with all kinds of crazy far-left Democratic goodies coming down but the pipe. But we have been here, actually, in a sense, because whenever a bill like this occurs, what is unreported is... Part of the Republican base, the small business slash contractor base, the asphalt folks, the contractor folks, all those small businesses that do constitute the foundation of the Republican Party, they're lobbying for this bill. So it, it, no one talks about it, but it's true because those state contracts, those federal contracts are what makes uh, the lights go on every day for a lot of these businesses, correct? It's all about the pork within each individual state yep. and that... That tug of war has been going on for a long time, yep. forever over yep. there. I get that. I just think people are tired of, of this kind of business. They're tired of all this garbage that's in these bills that uh, 
people aren't talking about and sneak through. And it's just a sneaky business. Pork being pejorative here, obviously, is one person's pork is another person's bring home the bacon in a positive sense. So, again, here we go. Now, begs the question, larger bill is still out there. Uh, Senator Sinema and Manchin, particularly Manchin, are clearly holdouts. News today, you may not have seen. It looks like it's going to be a long, drawn-out negotiation. It's been a Good. long, drawn-out negotiation. Senator Manchin being one, truly one of the remaining few moderates left in the Democratic Party. A real blue dog. Is serious about his concerns, the spending, the inflation. We'll get to inflation in a second. We're going to talk a lot about inflation today. Uh, yeah, the blue dog group. As things go through this dreadful winter, apparently we're supposed to have all predicted. Bad you know, hopefully he will hold firm and we will not add all that money. We're going to talk about other money that's just appalling. We don't have the money. Well, right now they don't have the votes. Thank goodness. <laughs> and we shall see again. Uh, Christian Cinema from Arizona also in the same boat in that dwindling, rapidly dwindling group called Blue Dog Democrats left in the United States Senate or in Congress generally. Also, no surprise here, recent estimates, the 1.75 really is 1.75, it's more. Oh, please. And recent estimates, yeah. oh, uh, the money it's supposed to bring in, not nearly what they're proposing or they're projecting it will bring in, but we've seen that movie 8 million times before. The numbers are wrong. You don't, you don't get to do that on, on, do. on camera, dear. Do. No, you don't. <laughs> Welcome to our marriage. <laughs> Third issue on Potpourri show here is the aftermath of Virginia and New Jersey. We were away uh, on election night. We watched with bated breath as returns came in in both states and in uh, small races around the country and different referenda around the country, particularly defund the police being an issue in some smaller races around the country, prosecutor races. And we saw not a Republican wave. I've written about this new piece in Western Journal coming out. This potentially was the beginning of a red wave. But in my view, and I think you agree with me, those left-leaning parents in Loudoun County are not constituent parts of a red wave. They're constituent parts of a common sense, hey, you don't get to get between me and my kid. Hey, I'm a taxpayer. Hey, I have a right to protest. Hey, I have a right to my First Amendment rights, even at school board meetings. Hey, I have a right not to have the FBI sicked on me because I showed up at a school board meeting. In other words, whether it's defund the police, whether it's border control, uh, whatever it is, including especially in this case education issues and local input, it's common sense. So clearly, Republicans are all happy. They're all jacked up midterms. The generic ballot is now plus eight Republican, which is huge. The generic ballot, you will recall, means no candidate's name, just the party. Are you willing to vote for Republican? Are you leaning Republican, Democrat in this particular cycle? So can I comment? Said, yes. I definitely think it's a wave because it's it is it starts with the attack on individual families and what yes. are you teaching my kid? Yes. But it's also affecting, affecting people. And when things start affecting people, the federal government, the federal election, a presidential election, like our kids this last time said, this is a, an election that really affects us. And it's defunding the police safety in the community. 
and it is supply chain. We can't get what we want. We, what, what is the problem? This is America. Why are the shelves bare? This is spending all that money at the gas tank. Uh, the projections for uh, our heating costs throughout the winter. We'll talk about that in a minute. I, okay, yep. but my point is these uh, people that were so offended by a particular personality – all of a sudden, it's affecting how they live right here in America. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. And not to mention the things that we're not paying attention to that happen, like Afghanistan, China, all the other things that are going I on. I disagree with you slightly in this sense. Those same suburban parents who voted for Joe Biden, they're as disturbed by mean tweets today as they were last year, the last four years. So, but your point, your general point here is well taken, and it's my point. This is tangible. Mm-hmm. When Terry McCall says, no, 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 you parent, you have only a limited right. We know best. <laughs> we know best. <laughs> We're oh. going to get between you and your kids' education. And then, of course, this whole mess with the FBI and this phony letter from the National School Board Association. The administration was in cahoots with them, generating the letter, uh, literally raising the specter of domestic terrorism because parents are showing up and yelling at school board members because the school board members do not want to hear what parents have to say. That's common sense. That's common sense. So these are by definition in Virginia for Republicans to win. A lot of those bluish suburbs trending D now for decades had to vote R. They had to do it for a reason. And the reason was education. And it was a sweep. I mean, we got the legislature, the attorney general, the House, and that yes, great lieutenant governor in Virginia. She, she's a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can't make this stuff up. Well, and that's another insulting. thing. That's what gets to the common sense. Yeah. I mean, people don't want to hear it anymore. They, they're tired of it. <laughs> you have to give progressives. I mean, they are really. They just stay on that script. They're really good about it. racism. And race, 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 race. And African-Americans, and we've seen this over the years, decades, centuries conservative African-Americans, in this case, a Jamaican woman, the new attorney general, she's a white supremacist. I mean, it's just stupid. It's just so insultingly dumb, but they're consistent. I'll say that. So the generic ballot is now plus eight Republican. There certainly is the beginning of a potential wave, but Republicans can overplay their hand. They have to be smart about this. Whether Democrats will get smart rather than double down on progressivism remains to be seen. But right now it looks like B, not A. Vaccine mandates, one of your favorite topics these days. <laughs> the administration talking about doubling down is doubling down. We've seen the previous announcement directed, if you will, directed to federal employees, federal contractors, visitors to federal venues. Now we've seen, and we're having the consequence of uh, consequences associated with the new directive with respect to private sector employees, uh, private sector employers as well, anyone over 100 uh, impacted by the new directive from the administration. You better get vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you have to be tested weekly. Well, uh, I have a friend who uh, did the religious exemption in a private employer situation, and I think the private employers in many situations, they had such a long list of exemptions, and everybody had to go through an interview process. Important employees, too. And important <laughs> employees, and uh, 
I think they made the calculation that in order to replace all these people, if they got rid of them, that would be a huge problem. Now, that's so a pragmatic consideration. That is a pragmatic, but I think a lot of those are happening, not to mention, you know, what is the court going to find? I mean, they've already uh, had some indication that there's grave constitutional issues, particularly with the private employers. So, so this is far from over. Well, the Fifth Circuit in granting a temporary restraining order, stopping this in its tracks, at least temporarily. Uh, and I quote here, grave constitutional statutory issues are, are presented here. No kidding. You talked about the pragmatic consideration of key employees right. being fired, key employees being laid off, nurses, fire personnel, physicians. And these are people, by the way, that, that are willing to be tested. Yes. There's an option to be tested, and they're all like, okay, we'll be tested. And, of course, no one talks about natural immunity. <laughs> no one talks about people who've had it, which is crazy. Which is the best immunity to have. That's what they say. So we're looking at a situation where, despite these practical considerations, the administration, leading progressives, leading Democrats in Congress are just doubling down. They don't want to be bothered with it. it constitutional considerations constitutional niceties legal niceties it's really interesting it's really interesting now the new mayor of new york says no 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 we'll see de blasio is going to be gone shortly so we'll see uh how this all plays out i suspect it'll play on the courts it will play out in the supreme court and i think again common sense and constitutional law will prevail. But I think I think also this is an indication how tired people are of COVID. We know COVID is here. We know it's here to stay. Uh, we recognize that in the beginning, in particular, we're all glued to our television yeah. to to know what to do. But people are like, okay, we got it. We we have a feeling for this, and we are we don't want to hear it anymore. We want to go about our business. Get back let the to private normalcy. sector just make some decisions. Let the families make decisions, and that's what we want to do. We want to get around. I think it's sort of the beginning then. Of course, the progressives are holding on to this because they had that perfect storm in 2020. Paid off. And it paid off, and so they're just grasping for every little straw. But th the longer it goes on, the more it is, okay, we had this pandemic. We're getting through it. We, we understand where we're headed, and we're going to take all the responsibility on Man, do they like to dictate to the average person. They do, and they don't, they don't want you making your decisions because you know what? You're not smart enough. Speaking of decisions, them. Kyle Rittenhouse made a decision to show up at a riot. Kyle Rittenhouse shot a couple folks, killed a couple folks. When he felt threatened yep. for his life. And so here we are, Mrs. Defense counsel, Mrs. Prosecutor, Mrs. Veteran, professional veteran of the uh, criminal justice system. Your thoughts on the Rittenhouse case as the prosecution's case continues to fall apart? Well, there's a there's a couple things to be said. Uh, first, the prosecution in bringing the case to begin with, when the prosecution's witnesses are proving the defendant's case. It's very unusual to put a case on like that. Never did it. Uh, Good for never you. Never recognized Good for that. You. And, and so it shows you about uh, jumping to conclusions right away. It shows you about uh, political pressure, po political pressure and, and having the um, media put the pressure on and, and the media sort of decide the cases and the media to become the lawyer. 
we need more prosecutors to stand up. There have been occasions throughout uh, this tumultuous time in which they say, hey, there's not, not enough evidence here to go forward. But I think this is going forward so that the prosecutor could say, okay, I, I, you know, we brought the charges, so now it's up to the jury and or, and or the judge, uh, depending on motions and whatever may have occurred. But I th- so I think that is interesting that uh, and, and the prosecutor himself really appears not to be very experienced. And it is uh, painful to watch for experienced prosecutors as you go forward. And the other thing is, um, it's, you and I have talked a little bit interesting about putting Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand. And The case was so weak, why put him on the stand? Why put him on the stand? What we don't know is if there were motions out of camera uh, as to whether or not they needed to go forward or assert affirmatively that self-defense by putting him on the stand. I've seen different pundits comment different ways, so without knowing exactly what the Wisconsin law is, and or what those motions were, I'm not sure. But the bottom line is the prosecution basically has to disprove. Once, 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 the defense it is, once it, the crosses defense the threshold, assert, right? right? And we one, talk about threshold here. Once a defense asserts self-defense. Right, exactly. The, state, the burden, burden shifts, shifts to the state to disprove that it is self-defense and they haven't been able to do that and very well certainly <laughs> their witnesses are helping the defense counsel that is for sure so a couple observations a couple along the lines of what you just said every prosecution witness it appears to this so far has supported the defense's theory of the case which is never good if you're the prosecutor no secondly your earlier point you were being a little diplomatic unlike you let me be <laughs> undiplomatic this Unlike was you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this was a prosecutor indulging the mob. This was a prosecutor indulging by the, the legacy media right. and potential for unrest. And they're talking about potential. If he if he beats this, if the judge throws it out or not uh, not guilty verdict, more riots. Recall, it, it, by the way, it's a prosecutor not to have the guts to do the right thing in the beginning, which might have right. had some some riot aspect to it. But this is going to have the same thing. So by any measure, this is an incredibly weak case. Recall that the tech giants did not allow even the with the GoFundMe. And yeah, the GoFundMe like, to have a defense. To have a defense early on with respect to Kyle Rittenhouse. Recall the leading progressives on cable TV just condemning the guy without the facts, including the president of the United States. Now, last observation here. This is a new chapter in the legacy media's Hall of Shame. Off the top of my head, Duke Lacrosse. Maybe the worst ever. Who knows? UVA rape case, Rolling Stone. Russia, 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 Russia. Falling apart as we speak as the Durham investigation right. proceeds. As we finally have Nick, Nick Sandman, the poor kid, right on the steps of uh, a Supreme Court. A legacy media hall of shame. Last issue, actually we're going to get almost the last issue <laughs> because this is going to set you off. It set you off before the show. Immigration chaos at the border. Familiar story. Chaos at the border. Little interest in the legacy media. Exceptions. Newsmax and Fox, of course. 
the VP's nowhere to be seen. The VP's across the pond doing something. Embarrassing us. Uh, secret flights coming in. Your boy DeSantis, our boy DeSantis, uh, is now on top of adopted this. Adopted governor. With secret, <laughs> with secret flights coming into Florida and other states, including Texas. He's going to bust them to Delaware. I'm all for it. So you have Republican governors demanding answers. These secret flights coming in with migrants in the middle of the night. Just awful. The stuff of, of novels. Now... What sets you off, what sets me off, what's going and to set a lot of people off. off, right and left, you hope left as well, the proposal that the president of the United States originally, when asked at a press conference, said nonsense, garbage. I believe, I believe the term was garbage he actually used. He didn't even know his administration, in cahoots with the ACLU, was negotiating settlements from the federal treasury. That means me and you, dear. Right. And everyone listening. Parents, migrant parents who entered the country illegally, but they were separated from their kids. And so the progressives in charge of this country and the Democratic Party and this government right now think those folks should be compensated for that occurrence, which resulted from their illegal behavior. It's outrageous. For up to $450,000. More importantly, I don't think person. they have the authority to do it. So it's certainly going to well, be we're challenged gonna in that. court. We're going to research Well, that. it's going to be challenged in court, if no, no, no matter what. But if anything, on top of all the other issues and all the other uh, just terrible missteps by this administration, and then to add this on top of it. One of the most negative... Uh, chapters of the Roosevelt era was the internment camps with respect to Japanese Americans. That's totally and, different and, than and, this. And, well, my, my point is this. I believe that number was $20,000 compensation. We're now talking about, now many years ago, decades is ago, it, but now we're talking about four, uh, $450,000 to people, reward illegal behavior. Illegal behavior. This is totally different than that. Totally. It's just... It, it, let me tell you, talk about a clean sweep. As you say, it's, it's, twenty. This, this is 22. reparations. This is a brand. Oh, this, this is, is a form of reparations is what it is. And you know what? What really bothers me is who's pulling the strings on this. You know, this president doesn't even know from day to day what he's saying or what he what his policy is and who is really pulling the strings. Who is the president of the United States? So we shall see. Again, the administration, the president himself denied this vehemently when it was originally brought up at a press conference. Whether he forgot, whether he didn't know, whatever the situation was, this has been occurring. Negotiations have been ongoing. Republicans in Congress have now are on this. They've gotten on it. And you can't hardly believe it, but in the aftermath of Virginia and almost New Jersey, and that would have been a bigger upset really than Virginia. Been, we didn't talk about yeah. New Jersey. Nobody saw that coming. Basically, a 50-50 race where the leader, the majority leader of the New Jersey Senate, I believe, lost his seat to a guy who spent 153 bucks, <laughs> including like 60, 70 bucks on donuts. That is fabulous. <laughs> I what love a that. great story. I love that. That's bang That's for the America. buck. That's America. That is bang for the buck, folks. That is We're America talking about for votes. you. Last issue this week, we earlier referenced it, is what the president's chief of staff characterized as really an upper crust issue, <laughs> <laughs> the cost of living, inflation, transitory, allegedly, early on, but no longer transitory. Did a little research this week, gasoline, 49.6% increase. 
uh, gas services, utilities up 26.4, meat, fish, eggs, 11.9, new cars, 9.8, electricity, 6.5, car maintenance, 5.4, all food items, 5.3. The bottom line to the issue of inflation, cost of living today is wages are going up. That's the good news. Wages are going up around 4%. The cost of living is going up around 6%. That's a net loss for the average person. It's so regressive, inflation. It disproportionately impacts people, seniors, people in fixed incomes, poor people, the marginal poor, the working poor. Everybody knows it. The administration's attempt to diminish the impact of inflation has not worked. It's one of the reasons people are so upset. And these numbers are disturbing. And you compare them to two years ago when the country was rolling before COVID. I mean, it's really, I'll, I'll take, I'll take some crazy tweets. Some mean tweets? <laughs> There's mean tweets? I'll, I'll, I'll take whatever it they is. They didn't even bother you, did no, they? <laughs> did not. Did not. Hey, There's mean <laughs> tweets. What the, what the heck? Mean tweets. We've seen mean before. Yeah. So, when you compare mean tweets to diminishing uh, pur- purchasing power. Purchasing power. Just our, our whole economic future right here. And we'll close with this. We're going to devote a show to this soon. Because when you see Ron Klain's comment concerning the upper class and you see sort of the, the quote-unquote war, I hate using war, but the war on working class folks and the increase in uh, the cost of living and pipelines being shut down and blue-collar jobs being lost. And is there any wonder why people who make twenty, twenty-five, thirty-five thousand dollars a year are trending Republican? Why people who have dirt under the fingernails are trending Republican? Why people with blue collars are trending Republican? Why people who belong to unions are trending Republican? It's sort of the, this elitist agenda, driven by generally white progressives on the coast leading the country because they know better than you do they certainly do and they let you know it and what's fascinating most fascinating in my view about this whole thing is they don't even pretend to care Care. about flyover america so we're going to devote a show to that talk more about it it is a real problem i believe it's going to be a problem for the democrats going forward Party roles have reversed. The Republicans now are the party of Main Street, not Wall Street. The Democrats are clearly the party of of Silicon Valley and Wall Street and the uber-rich. So we'll see. We have a lot to talk about on this show. We'll be talking about supply chain next show with an old friend of mine who grew up in the business. His entire life has been defined by the business. He knows what he's talking about. Christmas is approaching. We're now hearing warnings from the White House and others. Maybe the Grinch is there. The Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch is stealing Christmas. We know where the Grinch is living. The Grinch is living on those big ships. No, no, no. On big ships in the harbor with the rest of the toys. The Grinch is living out there. Facebook has everybody on their uh, boats going out (laughs) to save Christmas. It's parents again. The war on parents. Anyway, plug for the book. Please. Original, unconventional, and convenient. Good stuff. I wrote it. You love it. Of course. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you really want to feel good again, like you did the night of election night when Virginia came in, please go to BobRerlich.com. It'll just put your faith in common sense again. You'll feel good. You won't feel alone. 
Just do it. You'll feel smarter. You will. Godspeed, everyone. Take care.